What up, bitches? My mom's on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not making it up. It's not a euphemism for anything. His mom is actually here. <laughs> That's a really good new euphemism. <laughs> Sorry, I can't come out to that. My mom's on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I like it. Hi, everyone. Sorry, I swore. Not. I'm not apologizing to my mom. I'm apologizing to all our listeners. You saying sorry that you called them bitches? Yeah. Oh, okay. Except the ones that are, <laughs> and you know they who know you it. Are. They'll own. They'll yeah. own to it. Bitches. Uh, my name is David Andrew Laws, and this is Dress for the Podcast. You want? Welcome to it. Uh, oh, is that me? It didn't no? sound like a period, did it? No, it didn't. Um, and this is my co-host Megan Greener. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. I don't know what order things are going out in, but it does feel like I know that I away. I've been missing a couple in the last couple of weeks because of my own stuff. You've also been missed. Hmm. But it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. And our guest today is Dr. <laughs> Michelle Lynn East. Yes. I got all those names. Yeah, most of them. What did I miss? <laughs> well, actually Delk. Yes. Dr. Michelle Lynn Delk. East. A lot of, Na- a lot of one syllables when you get yes. to the yeah, most of it. Yeah. What's up? Nothing much. How you how you how you live in? <laughs> Retired. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? It's it's nice. Now, on a scale of one to ten, Uh-oh. how familiar are you with me <laughs> as a person? <laughs> well, <laughs> This is my mom, for real. Yeah, this is this is the woman that brought we, him to this earth. We don't have the same last name, but we still are my mom and me. <laughs> there um, was a point in time when I thought it was a 10, but, you know, over the years, I've, like, learned things I didn't know before, oh. so. <laughs> secrets, secrets. Your sister tells on you occasionally. I tell on myself now. <laughs> yes, you do. I don't do. even care anymore. <laughs> I, d- I do drugs. And I killed a man <laughs> in my dreams. No, in real life, I had a dream last night that I got. Uh, I obviously had a dream last night because my mother is in town, and she saw Drunk Shakespeare last night, and then she stayed over at the apartment. And the way that the pull-out couch bed is uh, situated, and then the way that our bed is situated, it's like uh, through the wall, their heads are touching through the yes. wall. Yeah, through, two positive, through another room. Two positive ends of a battery. But that's exactly yeah. what it's yeah. like. It's like the two. And this always yeah, happens whenever she's here and she's staying on the pullout couch. She, really he gets weird, weird dreams. crazy dreams, and, and, and it, the same thing happens for you, doesn't it? No, no. Oh, <laughs> it's just a one-sided <laughs> thing. I'm not weird like he is. <laughs> I, I had a dream that I got. Um, it was very realistic. I genuinely thought this had happened when I woke up. Um, that I got called into a meeting with our director at Drunk Shakespeare. Uh, because I, she was like, I love all the work you're doing out there on stage. All the stuff in here has to change. You, we've we've caught you peeking, and I was like, what? And um, she she told me all these. Uh, she cited all these instances that I'd been like looking down people's shirts, like either during. And the what show, does in here mean? Like 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 backstage. Oh, and I was just like. What are you talking? No, what? I mean, like we all share a dressing room. Yeah, every once in a while I see somebody's butt, but that's usually because they're just walking around with no pants on. It's not because I'm looking for butts. <laughs> Have you been caught taking upskirt pictures? Again? No, no, <laughs> I've not been caught taking upskirt pictures. I have not been caught doing that. I've not been caught <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> My job involves putting dildos in people's hands and <laughs> going through their purses and I just, I was so weird to have that weird, weird dream. But I love, <laughs> I know people love hearing about people's dreams. Uh, so I'm going to shut up now. Um, 
mother. Uh, yes. I'm just going to call you Michelle because that is your name. That is my name. You M- could call me Dr. that. Dr. East. <laughs> oh, so formal. Would you consider yourself a successful person? I, in general, would say yes. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. In general, yes. Mm-hmm. In specific, no. In non-general, what's non-general? Well, the thing is, is I, I mean, I, I could say, yes, I'm a success because I, like, woke up this morning and am healthy and can get out of bed. Was that a goal? Um, I I think that is probably for some people. Yes, that's yeah, sure. a goal. You know, not me. You know, I have I have a home. You know, I have means to take care of myself. I don't know. I I think of journey of um, success as being more of a moving target. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Say more. Um, I don't think it's like place that you get to sure and then you're there sure um i think of it as more as maybe mileposts along the way yeah, that you wave more to of a yeah more of a them. process you go mm-hmm. by success see see you at the next uh, at the like next, you're running a race yes right? the next success yeah. milepost yeah and would you say that your 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 point of view of success has evolved in any way over the years from what it may have been at one point or would you say it's evolved from listening to this podcast? <laughs> she is a, a it's very funny nice that you should listener. say over the years because I'm wondering if if I win the award at this point for oldest dress for the podcast you want guests. Maybe I wouldn't ask. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not, very tactful. I'm gonna, I know. Um Give us your wizardly advice. I, <laughs> I mean, we've we've only had two other what two two or three other parents, right? We don't have uh, that many. We had Jim and we had Vic. Vic. We have Michael Saitow. Michael we have Saitow. We have Jill. We've had Jill. You we've know. had Brian. His parent age. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had children. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just a mix of artists or working artists or working people our age. Oh that yeah. Don't let's have talk that about yet, who you, you know? do, who you are, what you do. Yeah. Okay. You are a retired School educator. D- yes. You are a highly skilled educator. Well, I, I that was my title for three years. Yeah, it was. So. It's hard to tell people that. People are like, what is your mom doing? Like a highly skilled educator. And they're like, all right, braggadocious. <laughs> um, I'm like, no, that's, that's her title. Um, yeah, you worked in Hardin County Public Schools in mm-hmm. Kentucky as a music teacher and then an arts and humanities teacher mm-hmm. and then a gifted and talented teacher. And ruined all the children and gave them all anxiety. I did not. <laughs> and I've told you I will gladly pay for my portion of your therapy that I probably caused. But <laughs> That's all of it. No, no it's not. That was a very small portion. Um, yeah, I've, I've actually, right out of college, taught um, in a daycare for a couple of years. Um, I did public school education in numerous different titles for 27 years and do you remember when i was a baby and i was really dumb no do you remember when i was a baby and i was really dumb did you know did you know i was really dumb when i was a baby are all he, babies dumb he was not dumb when i was, he was a baby. i was babysat by this person once who asked me if i wanted a chili dog for lunch and i was like i like hot dogs and i like chili all right i'll have a chili dog and she served it to me and i was like ew what is, I'm not eating that. That's disgusting. That's I mean, but that's fair though. That's not dumb. It's 
That, it's super dumb. No, it's she not. She also once asked me if I wanted French toast. Well, I here's she the thing. Cinnamon toast. I love cinnamon toast, and I do not love French toast. And Wait. so she served me that, and I was like, ew. Here's the thing. I love brownies. I love chocolate. I also love nuts. Don't put nuts in my brownie because that I do not enjoy. What are you not like food combination wise? Oh, I don't I don't know because the last few years, I mean, you were just you were just asking me if my you know perception of success has changed. I think the last few years my perception of a lot of things has changed. Um mm. I don't like pineapple on my pizza. Oh my god, you mm, tried I, it though. No. You haven't tried it? Mm-mm. That's the thing you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I didn't. Th- I always made those jokes too. Well, it's no. I delicious. I used to think I didn't like sushi until my friend Abby. You know, I mean, she didn't really bug me about it, but you know, she she said we're going. Well, no, she she goes not a lot, but she goes every once in a while. And her her two children have very uh, expanded palates for eight mm-hmm. and now five year olds. So I know you know they went a lot, and she kept saying, you know, I bet if you tried it you would like it. So I did, and I do. So I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of both of my parents for doing so many late-game <laughs> self-help things. All my parents. All of my parents are like, I'm an adult, and I've identified a problem, and I'm going to work to fix it. And I think that's... Just the best. Well, your grandparents are that way too. No, they're perfect. They don't have any no, problems. No, <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not. How dare you? It's not about having problems. It's just about deciding that there's never an age at which I'm too old to have new experiences. For sure. I mean, I I was with your grandparents in Florida out to eat, and the young lady who was our server asked your granddad, uh, my dad, so how old were you when you got your ear pierced? <laughs> He was 70. Yeah, he was. It's amazing. And so she's like, they had this whole conversation around, so why at that age? And his answer was, why not? Yeah. I mean, it was longer than that. but That's that's the man officiating our, our wedding, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it is. Clyde. Clyde. <laughs> Clyde and Nancy, they really are just... The gems Can we get of them this, on the podcast. You probably could. Oh God, please. If you want to talk about people who here. could please. talk about successful because they took very different paths. Very different to success. Well, uh, they took you, very different paths to success from you, and you've taken a very different path right. to success from me. Well, mm. I think the the short of it for the two of them is that my mother grew up in a home where education was very important. And I think she experienced a a little higher level of degree of support mm. of her aspirations than than my father did. Huh. He was one of these people. You know, public education has not always catered to different learner needs. Mm-hmm. It you know at, at some point it was very we all learn this way, and if you don't learn that way, I'm so sorry. Maybe you should drop out of school. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and he was one of those people, very, in, very intelligent, but the traditional way of teaching children was just not his mm-hmm. cup of tea. And yeah. actually, probably would have dropped out of high school had my mother not said, if you don't stay in high school, we're not like a thing anymore. <laughs> so, I doubt she said it like that. That no, seems very no. 70s. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk about them. I want to give them okay. a chance to talk about themselves. Yeah. I want to talk right. about you. Okay. Your your answer to the first question was, in general, yes. In what ways are you successful? Mm-hmm. What are they? You woke up, you got up, you did the, you, you're in live and healthy. Well, yeah. But I guess I'm more specifically, like, as, as you've heard, right? We yeah. talk about success and we talk about it more and more com- 
compartmentally right uh, about personal success and professional mm-hmm. success and professionally you're a fucking doctor yeah mm-hmm. of education mm-hmm. and dentistry no not dentistry <laughs> not dentistry <laughs> um, don't ask her to look at your mouth <laughs> i mean don't don't it's don't not polite don't it's do it rude. <laughs> how did that go i mean i Again, with success being a, uh, the idea of success being a moving target, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I did have a very successful teaching career. There are things that I didn't accomplish that I always thought that I would. I thought that one day, you know, I would be like my mom and have a, a position at a central office at the district office. That was something that I pursued. Um, and it just didn't happen. Really? Uh-huh. Why not? It because no one high. Well, I mean, ooh, I don't know. It just never happened. Okay. Um, and so, now it's not going to happen because you don't want it to anymore. It's not as important to you, or well, I mean, I've retired. Uh, I don't. I don't unretire. N- I don't want to. Well, exactly. So it's not a priority anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. What are your priorities now? Because you taught for how many years? Twenty-seven. You taught for twenty-seven yeah. years. Twenty-nine, if you count the two years I did like preschool daycare oh, I, in I Nashville. Twenty-nine. I yeah. count them. Yeah, yeah, you have to. And so now, what are you going to do in the next twenty-nine years? Okay. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I actually have written an, a book and have written like two thirds of a second book. Yep. Ooh. I would dearly love for my son to start reading it so yep. he could give me some feedback. Man, I'd love for your son to do that too. <laughs> That sounds like something your son should definitely um, do. I've gotten into running now. Running? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. You did a half marathon? No, I'm about to do a half marathon, Dope. hopefully, uh, the end of um, April. I'm signed up to do the the Kentucky Derby Mini. It's what You're going to run? You're going to race in the Kentucky no, Derby? No, I'm not going She's to gonna race. She's going to race the horses, You're going to no. race against Seabiscuit and Seabiscuit's dead. And, oh, my God, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> that can't be true. Seabiscuit's dead. Seabiscuit's alive in all of us. <laughs> no, but... Um, Seabiscuit lives in your heart. <laughs> um, oh, I'm actually probably going to sign up for a, a 10K. Cool. When I'm back in Florida, the end of February, and it seems like self care or or a bit more holistic approaches to yourself have been much more in the forefront for you. Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, once you get the kids out the door, I'm out. <laughs> man, I was out too. And uh, oh yeah, I'm you know I empty nested in pretty, at the same young. time. Yeah. you know they both left the same time because she oh your sister she's four years younger than me she did not want to go to public school. She well. She wanted to train as a dancer, and she wanted that to be her focus instead of academics. Sure. So the year you went to college, she went away to high school, and but I still had work, which kept me very busy. And no, I think I think if you're, I think if you're the kind of person that thinks that success is about always trying to improve yourself and improve your situation and who considers success to not be like a mountain to climb but rather a succession of you know targets to try to reach that that you that you are constantly looking at 
at yourself and redefining yourself. And um, so when did that come about? Is that viewpoint in relation to a time when that was not the case for you? I think the reality of, first of all, of having two children who are gorgeous. Well, they, they are very lovely. I'm, I'm, I consider <laughs> they're that, very nice. I actually consider that to be a success. Sure. I know, you know, that they're like all, I think all parents are like, oh, I wish I had not done this or I'd done more of this or that or. Man. Or. You, except New York City parents. Mm. Oh, my God. We'll talk about that. Go okay. on. Mm. But, you know, I'm very proud to have raised two children who, I, I guess my my definition of having felt successful in that is that I feel like that I have two adult children who, whom I really enjoy spending time with as fellow adults. Cool. Mm. You know. Good, interesting metric, because sometimes kids suck. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes adults suck. Yeah. But when they're kids, you got to spend time with them. Because yes. you got to put food in them. Mm-hmm. you got to keep them under a roof so they don't get struck by lightning. Yeah, and when you're taking them to dance four and five nights a week. That's not and me, And taking the other one to acting. That's me. You know, three to five times a week. And working. And running a household with your spouse. I mean, there's just not as much time for self-care. Yeah. When do you play video games? There's just no time. There's just <laughs> no time. And so that's why I do that now that I'm retired. <laughs> yeah, she plays all the video games in between and acupuncture. She does. Yeah. She plays a lot of video games specific to her demographic, like Bejeweled right. and Peggle. Uh, no, I haven't played those in a long time. <laughs> okay, what are you playing now? B- uh, b- I Spy? Well, no, I, I've got like a bingo game that I play and, and a card, you know, <laughs> solitaire game that I play and welcome to make fun of my just, mom. <laughs> it's a, a You'll pay for segment. it later, son. No, I won't. <laughs> um, but you mentioned self-care. Yeah. You know, I think I think that part of that is a function of just having the time, mm-hmm. you know, not not having a a job that I have to go to every day, five days a week, and not having, you know, family, you know, to take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I did, and am I allowed to plug a friend's to blog? Swear? Oh no, yeah, of course. You're okay, right. uh, one of my good friends has a blog called The Same Sunset. Is it spelled S O N? No, oh, it, it's S U N. Great, The Sunset. Same Sunset. Mm-hmm. And she recently did a blog post about self care that was a reaction to. She's the mother of she and her wife are, have twin boys mm-hmm. who are like fourteen or fifteen months old right now. And she did this post in reaction to, you know, she's on different Facebook groups for, you know, twins and and parents of multiples. And this one mom was talking about, you know, taking time out for herself. And another person's reaction to that was, well, sorry, but, you know, you gave that up when you decided Uh. to have children. Mm -hmm. And so I think I think fortunately we're getting to a point where people are starting to recognize the need for self-care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're starting, you know, mental illnesses and and mental, you know, psychological whatever needs are becoming a little less taboo. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was your all's age, well, we didn't talk about depression. You and, sucked it up. And yeah, mm-hmm. that was the thing. You I rub mean, some dirt in it. You know, <laughs> 
Well, no, you just get over it. Yeah, exactly. That was the thing. Uh, um, you don't take medicine for that. I mean, that's, you know. It's funny, uh, that way of thinking of, well, you know, the second you have kids, you you gave up that. Yes. Um, that t- sort of takes the whole even older adage of it takes a village. Mm-hmm out of the equation. Yeah, we were just talking the other day, like that was a, a, what New York parents specifically have this really terrible habit of going like, and maybe this isn't just New York parents, just the parents I've interacted with, but m- maybe you can speak to this. Parents going, well, y- you don't understand because you're not a parent and I understand because I am a parent as if like having a child grants you some sort of innate wisdom about what to do for your child. Like, which is just patently untrue. Like, you don't know what to do with a child unless you learn what to do with a child. You wouldn't mm. know how to train a dog if you didn't learn how to train a dog. You wouldn't be able to just, like, do it. Like, parents taking feedback or suggestions on how it appears that their kid needs to learn is something that parents don't easily take from teachers these days, at least, I, I think, around here. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think maybe what people mean when they say you don't know what you know what it's like to be a parent there i think what they're really trying to communicate is help me i don't know how to well, be a parent well i think no yeah I th- <laughs> but i think what they're saying is no that's just not the way i want to do it sure mm-hmm. um or maybe they take it as an attack well, on their sometimes they need to understand that they're wrong their parenting skills or yeah. their parenting ability and I mean, they might take it better from someone who was a parent, or they might not. Yes. They might have a different catchphrase. It's my child. If Yeah, if you had children. My so monkey, it's my circus. Kind of a, well, then let them have it. I guess. <laughs> but then those children grow up to be shitty adults. So. <laughs> you're like, yep. They so sure do. Your, your goal in life is to make sure we don't have shitty adults. Well, mm, well no. Good luck with that. My goal in life <laughs> is to. Blow up and then act like I don't know nobody. No, that's a vine. Nobody got it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm stupid. Now, my goal in life is to be happy, as happy as possible, for as little effort as possible. I know. I know you know. <laughs> I just want to keep putting it out there. That's what I want. Someone do that for me. You may find as you get older, though, that it's going to take a little bit more effort. Ugh, more effort. That's all I do is F. <laughs> effort. Effort. I effort everywhere. <laughs> so how did you do it? How did I do what? Are what are your regrets? Oh, <laughs> that's a whole nother show. Those are, those are two big questions. It doesn't have row. to be. It can be this show. What are your regrets? Um. Do you have regrets? I've never asked anyone about this before because I haven't really thought about it. On the podcast, but now I'm thinking so about it. So definitely start with your mom. Yeah, definitely. mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. There one, was having you. No, I'm totally <laughs> joking. <laughs> was I an accident? No. Ah, cool. Neither, <laughs> cool. neither you nor your sister were. Cool. You're very well planned. What are your? Regret? She was supposed to be a summer baby, so didn't have to take off any more, uh, use any more sick days for maternity leave. Whoops. But Way I to go, was, Rachel. No, I was in. No, I was impatient. To have her and no. just didn't want to wait. Fair enough. So that's why her birthday she sometimes was falls on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you were you were arriving during MacGyver. Yes. Well, I interrupted MacGyver the next day. Yeah. 
early in the wee hours of the morning. He was just making his presence known. He was trying to be born just right at the very cusp of where the sun moves from Pisces to Aries. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that's me. That's what I was doing. Yes. Another, that's what I was doing. Another 12 <laughs> hours, and he would have actually been born within the Aries. Yep, that's super important so to me, he's David. a fence straddler, mm-hmm. just so that you know that. Which is very interesting Ooh, as, a, as a cancer girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us more. All right, so regrets. <laughs> I think sometimes your regrets change as Ooh. you get older. I think that... Something that you may regret when you're, say, in your 30s that maybe you didn't do when you were a teenager or when you were 20 or in your 20s that when you get older, you're like, I don't know why I ever really thought about regretting that because mm. it's just not that important. But so where I am right now, I, I think I regret not taking more time for myself Right. In the past, and not, oh, I don't know, being my own person. Mm-hmm. Um, my therapist says that part of my my difficulties or my challenges are that that I was raised, socialized, taught, however you want to put it, to be a nurturer. Mm-hmm. So in that, I have I have to take care of everybody and everything and one of the things that I've learned that I have done in the past that I should not have done is like take people's feelings from them yes like if you're sad my nature my inclination would be to fix it yeah so that you're not sad is that where I get it probably oh my God, that's face right why now. I told you 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 I owe you some money for therapy oh <laughs> um my God. But and I I have learned just recently that that's not a good thing. Yeah. Because you need to have your emotions. Yes. You need to be allowed to be sad. Yes. So well, and you pointing at my mom <laughs> and pointing at me re- with the other four fingers. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. the thing that I learned in that situation is like is important for Megan to have her feelings, and is important for us to realize if someone who is around us is feeling sad that's not going to make them associate that feeling to us. Right. Right. We, I go, you can't be sad because then you'll think being with me makes you sad and then Mm -hmm. you won't want to be with me or you'll leave. And people go, no, I'm just sad. It's not about you. You fucking narcissist. His first inclination is that is to immediately start fixing it or, or giving uh, possible remedies and stuff. When actually what I need to do in the moment is to feel the feelings and express Mm -hmm. them as, ugly is my language and mm-hmm. you know it, i i sound oh, like I, I sound like something out of a tarantino movie <laughs> like he wishes he had some of my phrasings um but i need to express those or else that is what's going to give me an ulcer later if i don't express them in the moment and that's all i need really well and and the thing that both of my children especially as they've become adults have chided me about in the past is apologizing for yeah. everything yeah mm-hmm. you know if something doesn't go well for you i go i'm so sorry it's like it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You didn't do it. At all, mm-hmm. remotely. I mean, I think, so, and what that means isn't, I'm sorry, right? right? And it's it's a two-way street. It's a way of saying, oh, that sucks. We can understand that it I means. I hate that for you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that blows. Yeah. It's empathetic. But um, but part of that, too, is I, I think there have been times that in various relationships that in order to 
in my perception, save someone from having those feelings, I've kept my mouth shut mm-hmm. about things. So hmm. I want to shift gears. Go for it. What do, you think, what do you think about me and drunk Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> you are awesome in drunk Shakespeare. Thank you. We're still going to worry about the weird stuff that you have to drink uh-huh. <laughs> and how much mm-hmm. of it you well, have to drink. Well, you've not seen me drinking yet. I guess that's a question no, I need to ask you I haven't. once you do that. I mean, are you worried for your sweet baby boy and his new career? You've always been very supportive of my acting, I guess, is, is what I'm yes. tying it to. And I'm wondering if you are also entirely supportive of this position or if oh, would yes. ever, what if I wanted to do, to do porn? Would you support that? What if I wanted to direct porn? You could direct porn. Okay. But you're not <laughs> interested in me being, in me acting in porn. No. Okay. No. I mean, honestly, you know, once you graduated college and got on the that bus the next day with your two bags and... Came to the big Apple came city. to the big city to sleep on to friends' couches. Strike out my dreams. I mean, I've I've always worried about you, but I understand that you're an adult now, and that. What do you worry about? To well, no, I think it's just this motherly thing, mm. and I'm getting better about it, especially now that you met this lady <laughs> over here, Megan. Megan nurtures me. I'm I'm worried that she's gonna take away from this episode that she shouldn't be nurturing me, but I I need nurturing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a nurturer by nature. Me so. too. Yeah, to my own benefit and my own detriment. So yeah, mm-hmm. we but nurture in very different ways, though. <laughs> I think that's what's good. I think I don't think I worry. Like for example, I was totally okay with you. You know, saying I'm I'm not coming back to Kentucky to live. I'm gonna go somewhere else. And your sister having done the same thing. And I mean, I I. When I work, I worked around people that would say things like, I can't believe you let them. And I'm like, you uh, whoa, let them. let them? I'm an adult. Or, yeah, or they would say, I would never let my kid move <gasps> to New York. And I'm like, um, okay. pretty sure that my kids are adults and they have the legal right to live where they want. And so, um, no, actually, I, I love you being in dr- Drunk Shakespeare because... I was telling someone last night that I was talking to while I was waiting for you to be ready to leave that this is the first acting job that you've had that's like long term. Oh, for sure. I mean, everything mm-hmm. else that you've done that's been paid has been like a month, you know, uh, uh, yeah, two or three weekends or a month or whatever, and maybe a little bit of pay for rehearsals. So it's, it's really it's comforting to me as a mother that there's a little bit more stability yeah. in this acting job and that, and that you love it. I mean, because I know you've done plenty of things in the past that, as you say, you know, we're soul killers. <laughs> I mean. In terms of jobs. Yes. But that's <laughs> to throw the topic of your podcast back at you. That's what you have to do sometimes to pursue what you perceive as success. Success is a slippery demon. Slippery little bitch. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. (laughs) I don't know where we got the idea that success is what you should strive for. What are you talking about? Well, in that, I think it's shorthand, right? I think success, because it's a personal thing, can mean different things. For some people, success can mean money. For some people, success can mean happiness. For some people, success can mean 
a big family. Yeah. yeah. But what's all? Everything you said having it all. Ever I wanted. think I think to a typical American, it is the thriving career along with the family, the house, the car, all that stuff. Vacation. Yeah. Freedom. That's just stuff that a lot of it is. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. You're not wrong, but what's wrong with stuff? I love stuff. Says the man who just... I just Marie kondo my clothes, <laughs> but try to get me to Marie Kondo the rest of this shit. I'm going to start walking around this apartment going, joy, 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 joy. I fucking love you, books. I fucking love you, Shakespeare action figure. <laughs> I fucking love you, microphone. He just kissed it. I bet that made someone really uncomfortable. <laughs> and it made someone else really comfortable. <laughs> Do you have any advice for us? Not for me. Uh, Not no. for me. No, you'll hear that later. For sure. the listeners. For the listeners. Who want okay. to know how to be happy or successful. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, let's talk about successful. Okay. Or otherwise, we're going to have to change the title of your podcast. I think, first of all, remember that success is not a destination. It's not a place, in my opinion. It's not a place at which you arrive Mm -hmm. and you go, okay, now I have everything I always wanted. Mm -hmm. Because I think when you get to that point is when you stagnate, you become that person who goes, okay, now that I had have everything I ever wanted, what next? I'm not happy. Yeah. I thought I would be happy when I got to this point, and I'm not. And and I think you have to be very careful to not link your your success or your happiness to other people's. I, I think that you have to be very introspective and really look at what your personal goals are and make sure that you don't let your concern about other people's happiness and other people's goals interfere with that. Look out for number one. And that's one of those things that, you know, I'm, I'm working through right now. Because when you say it like that, it seems really selfish. Yeah. And I know that there is a point at which self-care can be perceived as self-indulgence. Hmm. What um, was it that Paul said? Didn't he? He didn't like the phrase self love. He didn't like self love. Yeah, because it seems because indulgent. He's like the goal is to just love. Yeah, because it's the giving out and then therefore receiving it, whatever is ba- being bounced back. Yeah. Right. Um, if you just keep it here, then there's nothing to cycle outward. You yeah. know, he's like the goal is to just love. Cross mm-hmm. out that self love stuff. <laughs> but I think if initially you don't like have a solid base for yourself, Mm -hmm. then the stuff that you send out is going to be maybe a little warped or maybe a little tainted or Mm -hmm. so. Sure. Cool. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. You are so very welcome. My name is David Andrew Laws and I am your host as always. And I always will be. And this podcast is going to last until the sun explodes in (laughs) 2 billion years. Thank you for listening. You can go to www.dressforthepodcast.com to learn more about this podcast. Thank you to Dimly Wit for hosting us on their network of podcasts, dimlywit.com, to hear this podcast as well as Bad Examples and Standby and Shorts and I think more that I should probably start remembering to plug. Thank you to Megan for being my co-host. Sure. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. No, whatever. I I don't care. I just live here. 
you could go to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter to find out all sorts of fun stuff that we're doing, uh, including giveaways and raffles and none of that is true. Thank you to <laughs> Laura St. Pierre, our Patreon donor, as always. Thank you to Michelle, Dr. M- Lynn Manuel Miranda for being our guest. <laughs> I hear he lives up here. He does. He he's sure very does. nearby. Oh, he, oh, he's just in the other oh. room. Lynn, come in. Oh, no, he's come not. on in. Bring Tony Shalhoub with him. Oh, oh man, man. if only. If What's only. your favorite Tony Shalhoub vehicle? Oh. Not like the Tony Mobile, I don't no, mean. No, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I am not the Tony Shalhoub fan that you are. Well. But I absolutely loved him in. I bet I know what it is. Men in Black. Oh, oh, that's oh. not what I was thinking, but that is a good turn. <laughs> I was thought I thought you were gonna say Galaxy Quest. No, no, I like him better in Men in Black. That's fine. Yeah, Megan. Mm, I forgot about Galaxy Quest. That's I, there is that. Yeah, I had to. And then of course him in in Maisel right now. He's so good. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah, he's so good. I I saw him on the Tonys uh-huh. for is it the band's visit? Yeah, band's visit. yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a lot. You know, he was kind of like the character that she was singing to. Mm-hmm. But I love, I don't ask me her name because that's She's great, not, too. Mm-hmm. She's great, 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 that's great. Not, but I love that song that she sang mm-hmm. on the Tonys. If you could ask Tony Shalhoub anything right now, what would it be? When are you coming to David's podcast? Ah, uh, boy. I cannot begin to tell you. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Hosted on dimlywit.com.